The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again. Talking everything Buffalo Bills as our team sits at 2-0, first place in the AFC East, and of course very early in the 2020 season. But I think as we take a look at things, Buffalo Bills fans happy to see the progress that the Bills have made, most certainly on the offensive side of the ball. And I know so much for the talk this week, a, a lot of different podcasts just all over the place, right? The conversation around Josh Allen. Certainly well-deserved, right, for what we have seen from him. 417 yards passing, four passing touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. But as we go through with this week's episode, I'm going to shift my focus just a little bit because I'd like to talk about the wide receiver group. And I think as we, we take a look at this group and you think back to the start of the 2018 season and just what a, a painful experience it was um, with that group early on. Right. I mean, certainly the Bills had drafted Zay Jones. There were expectations for him as a second round pick, what he could be. But really, when you came into that season, right, your core at the start of the season with Kelvin Benjamin, um, in addition to that, where you had Andre Holmes, Jeremy Curley, Robert Foster as an undrafted free agent, right, making the roster. Again, we talk about Jones and, and really with this piece where you're just looking back and thinking to yourself, my goodness, the Buffalo Bills had such a horrific group at wide receiver. And then you watch these first two games of the 2020 season, and you look at the team that they have on the field now, and you think of what they have at wide receiver. And I think in so many ways, right, we talk about the overhaul that has taken place in Buffalo, one, since Sean McDermott became the head coach, but two, and probably more importantly, when Brandon Bean came in, as the general manager, and you always hear a lot of the talk about the offensive line, how that was something that that being addressed right before the 2019 season, and he most certainly did when you think of the additions of guys like Mitch Morris, John Feliciano, Quentin Spain, drafting Cody Ford, Ty Insecki, I mean, really overhauling that entire group with the exception of Deion Dawkins. But when you talk about the success of this team, and as much as I love what the offensive line does, just think for a second around that overhaul that took place at wide receiver. Again, Kelvin Benjamin, Andre Holmes, Jeremy Curley, Zay Jones, Robert Foster. And now you take a look at where the Bills are 
and you take a look at what Josh Allen is doing at quarterback, and I certainly want to give him the credit where the credit is due. And the young quarterback right early in season three with the Buffalo Bills, certainly showing those signs of like, listen, this guy is and can be a franchise quarterback. Talk about making that next step. Of course, he's got some tough tests ahead of him, including the matchup with the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. But when you take a look at this game and you look at the success that Allen had and the trust in his wide receivers, it is truly one of those pieces where you just have to take a look at and think to yourself, my gosh, how far has this team come in just the last two years, right? I mean, it's the third season, but again, two years ago, opening day where the Bills were starting the trio of Holmes and Benjamin along with Curley at wide receiver. And now you take a look at this group, right? And you look at the really this main this main trio that is in place of Stefan Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Beasley. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. I realize there are a lot of people that were skeptical about the trade for Stefan Diggs. You know, if he was always he was a bit of a diva, he was unhappy with Kirk Cousins, this in Minnesota, this and that. And I do realize we're talking about two games but also two games where he's got 16 receptions, 239 yards receiving, almost 15 yards per clip, and a big touchdown in the game on Sunday. You know, four digs, you talk about what he brings to the team, and right, we use that term, what makes a number one wide receiver. And a lot of times we can look at statistics. You could look at John Brown's statistics from 2019 and think to yourself like, hey, John Brown's a number one wide receiver. And based on the way he performed and what you would see, you probably wouldn't argue with that. But when you look at Diggs out on the field, what he can do with the contested catches, the the catch along the sideline, the 47-yarder, right, when the Bills went down in the fourth quarter, just what he has meant to this team in two games and what he has meant to Josh Allen, really having confidence in a receiver, someone at Diggs caliber, um, it certainly stands out to me, right? When you talk about what's the number one wide receiver, you can define it, put bullet points, whatever description you may want it to be. But when you watch Stefan Diggs on the field on Sunday, you can say to yourself, that is a number one wide receiver. 239 yards through two games. Um, he currently leads the NFL, tied with Calvin Ridley for that top spot. Certainly stands out when it comes to receptions. Uh, tied for number four in the league with Ridley and Amari Cooper, right? 16 receptions through two games. But, you know, with so much of this, right, you just look at the rapport that he has with Allen, what he is able to do so far, and just the success that they have had through two games. Um, it certainly stands out. And you can say, listen, you know, trading uh, the number 22 overall pick in the 2020 draft, as well as some mid-round picks, was it a steep uh, price to pay? Sure, it's a steep price to pay. But if the Bills sat there at number 22, maybe they got someone like Jalen Rager or Justin Jefferson or one of those, you know, great wide receiver prospects that were available in the draft. But you think to yourself, okay, but it's going to take some time for them to come along. You're hoping that they would develop into what Stefan Diggs is. And right now the Bills have that in Diggs. Granted, he's going to have a tough matchup. I imagine Jalen Ramsey will be across from him all day on Sunday when the Bills play the Rams. But I just love to see what he has been able to do so far and the early right progress and showing that he has had with the Buffalo Bills. 
Um, number two on the list, right? Mentioned him before in John Brown. Uh, 10 receptions so far, 152 yards, two touchdowns. Um, the big 46-yard touchdown really to, to seal the game for the Bills on Sunday. And you look at someone like John Brown, as we said, right? That number one wide receiver for the Bills during the 2019 season. But you knew in many ways, right? Like he is probably better suited to be a number two receiver or even a 1B, right, to that number one receiver that's out there. And we have certainly seen that from Brown so far, um, maybe not getting the number of targets or receptions that, you know, he would expect early on. I mean, I'd still say with eight targets per game puts him in a good spot, trending ahead of where he was in 2019, at least from a target standpoint. But John Brown, right, if he's not drawing that top cornerback from the other team, um, you're certainly going to see him in a position where he can be a dangerous weapon for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, we know that he has a great rapport with Josh Allen. Um, you've seen the back and forth, his relationship with Stefan Diggs. Diggs even saying at halftime to Brian Dable, um, you know, you've got to get the ball to Brown and Beasley more than you are. But, you know, you just look at this group so far, right? He gets to be, again, that 1B to, uh, to the number one for Stefan Diggs. And early on, when you take a look at things, okay, you know, 10 receptions through two games for 152 yards, he, you know, it's a good pace. It's early on. But for someone like John Brown to continue and to be a dynamic weapon for the Buffalo Bills offense, you just absolutely love to see it so far. Next up on the list, and it really doesn't come as too much of a surprise that he continues to have success, Cole Beasley for the Buffalo Bills. Nine receptions for 128 yards. Um, again, right, you saw him continue to make big plays, be a trusted receiver for Josh Reed, Josh Allen, Josh Reed, geez, for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. And you really take a look at this and you think to yourself, you know, Cole Beasley can be that reliable wide out for the Buffalo Bills. Here's a guy that can deliver in big spots, and we certainly saw that Um come about against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. You know, you take a look at this. Yes, maybe he's going to be a little bit of the third wheel when it comes to this in Buffalo and what that truly looks like. But from this standpoint so far, right, you've got someone like Beasley off to a decent start again for the Bills. Um, you know, from this standpoint, right, averaging five receptions and 70 receiving yards per game, 14 yards per catch. You just love to see it, right? Here's that guy operating out of the slot, and he can do great things for the Buffalo Bills right now. Number four on the list, and again, right, like hasn't had a ton of opportunities so far, but you saw surely a glimpse at what Gabriel Davis can be for the Buffalo Bills. The big touchdown reception in the end zone, how he caught it, I have no idea. Fingertips, lunging, diving, securing the catch, really leaving little doubt that it was a reception, his first NFL um, touchdown catch, right? Three receptions for 22 yards in these two games, but you just look at someone like Gabriel Davis and his ability to make a reception like that in the end zone, and you just think to yourself, okay, we know that the opportunities will be limited for him, but we know that the future looks bright for the rookie product out of Central Florida. And here's a guy that comes in and delivered for the Bills in a big spot, right? Third and goal from the six-yard line on Sunday. And here he comes with the ability to really put something together and make a big catch in a big spot 
earning that trust from Josh Allen. And, you know, you look at so many of these things. I mean, Allen, right, the one touchdown pass to Gabe Davis, the other to Reggie Gilliam, another rookie. You know, you just see this. It's like, hey, I'm not going to try and force it in the end zone to a favorite target here or somebody that, you know, I, I I need to get the ball to. It's what's the best option. And we saw that with Gabe Davis. We saw it with Reggie Gilliam the other day. And it's just one of those pieces that it's great to see for the Bills. And, you know, I try not to get too ahead of myself, right, when we talk about it just being two games in. Yes, I get it was against the Jets and the Miami Dolphins. But when you think about this Buffalo Bills wide receiver group and how it is transformed, again, and I say just over the past two years, because, again, we're two years removed from the start of the 2018 season. I realize it's the third season, but still very early on there. And just how this is transformed and truly what Stefan Diggs has brought to the Buffalo Bills, um, I can't help but be excited by it. And again, we look at things where Josh Allen certainly making that next step so far. Um, it would be easy to talk about him the entire time, the entire episode. But when I look at this, it's especially that trio of receivers and Diggs, Brown and Beasley and what these guys bring to the team each and every weekend. Uh, Again, going to be a a different type of test for the team against the Los Angeles Rams when they take them on in Orchard Park on Sunday. Um, But with that, you know, you take a look at things and you're just like, okay, these guys, they uh, you've got multiple weapons on the field that can do different things. And, you know, depending on on how things might look or what it could be for the team, uh, you want to have those weapons at your disposal and the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen certainly do. So um, with all of this, you guys know, I always appreciate getting your feedback on the show and the podcast and everything taking place. So make sure you hit me up on Twitter uh, at Anth Marino, or you can hit me in the comments section here at buffalorumblings.com. In addition to that, I don't want to leave this episode without giving a prediction for the game on Sunday. I certainly expect it to be a tight one. And for the Buffalo Bills, I've got the final score 23 to 20. Over the Los Angeles Rams, um, I think this is going to be a bit of a a slugfest um, between these two teams. You'll see some defensive stars on both sides of the ball. Certainly at this time, I don't have an update as it relates to Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano um, and what it looks like for them. But I I guess I'd say I have to be somewhat encouraged in the fact that neither has been put on injured reserve. If the team were to do that, they could have done it before the game against the Miami Dolphins. And when you're talking about a three-week IR, so... I think there's got to be at least some relative sense of positivity that one or both of them could be back. And of course, would love to see them line up against the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. But do me a favor. Like I said, I want to get your uh, your thoughts, not just on the wide receivers, because that's always great. But let me know your final score predictions for the Bills and the Rams as they look to improve to 3-0, and taking on the St. Louis Rams, man. You know what? I thought I was going to get through this entire podcast without doing that too, as they take on the Los Angeles Rams in Buffalo on Sunday. And, uh, you know, usually you guys hear me once a week. I'll actually be teaming up with Bruce Nolan on the Bruce exclusive for each of his podcasts this week on Thursday and Friday. He's uh, out of town. So I'll be helping facilitating and adding some of my own thoughts as we uh, get you ready looking back a bit at the Bills' win over the Dolphins, but get you primed for their matchup with the Rams 
on Sunday. So I always appreciate you guys tuning in. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get every episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, the Bruce exclusive, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, Believe, the Buff Hub, Circling the Wagons, and our newest show, Jamie D and Big Newt. So if you haven't checked that out yet, I encourage you to do so. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, go Bills.